0: In 1998, I founded the Kalamazoo Poetry Slam. I did it because I had a few talented friends who needed a place to take their art to the next level. And because I knew there had to be more voices out there waiting to be heard. And because I wanted to go to an open mic where at least two out of three poems didn't suck. My name is Tracy Smith, and this is the KZU Slamcast. This is Slam.
1: Later, like the poems are like, you dirty fucking whore. But this is one of the good ones from the beginning.
2: My ears reach the suburban noise of night. a question asked in one naked moment. never I am the speaker, I am the poet, I
3: am the king. Industrial Revolution over. No longer bright as fireflies in the poem. the of finding how wonderful we are, we form the sweet nature of the future and the reasons that we sing.
0: This week's Slamcast was recorded on February 13th of 2001. Poetry Slam is already gimmicky enough without adding extra themes and bells and whistles, but twice a year, for Valentine's and for Halloween, we would have a theme slam, open mic. February was our broken-hearted slam, where we tried to get out all the crappy love poetry and shitty, angsty breakup poetry. And then around Halloween, we would have our goth slam, where we tried to get all... All of our shitty, dark, depressing, angsty poetry out, and knowing in advance that the poetry on those particular nights didn't necessarily have to be good made it all the more fun. This may have been one of the first shows that we used the Craftbrow sound system instead of my portable one, because uh, there's a there's a problem with the reverb caused some glitches in the recording. Uh, I tried to clean it up as best as I can. It's not perfect. But I think it's good enough. It won't distract you too much. I think you'll have a fun time with it. There's some good poetry in here. There's some not-so-good poetry in here. Charlie does a few tunes. There's a couple of acapella pieces. One person doing a cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, which you've got to have great big balls and perfect pitch to pull off, and uh, I'll let you judge whether or not they pull it off. The feature for this show is Dragon Birch, Uncle Drack, He was kind of the godfather of the Kalamazoo Poetry Slam. We all looked up to him and admired him for his many talents and his intellect and his great big giant heart. He's a fucking great guy. And that's about it. Enjoy the show.
4: About two years ago, I walked into a poetry reading type thing about two weeks before... Valentine's Day, and and it was not a nice thing. It was kind of murky and nasty. And this guy got up on stage and he started reading this poem about his lover who had left him for someone else and someone else and someone else. And he was droning on about the black mask of his depression and something about happenstance and the dreadful blood-colored moon that was dripping on his dismay. And I was just wondering where that old-fashioned love poem went, that old-fashioned something-something about a girl and a boy and that time they shared together. I was wondering about that old-fashioned just You and me, that old-fashioned thing that we see in old pages of dusty, nasty volumes of poetry that say something that can't be said, that lead us to believe that there is hope in the heart and a feeling that's so pure you can taste it. And that's what tonight's about. And a whole bunch of other shit, too. So without further ado, don't start talking in rhyme, that would be bad. We have April something I can't pronounce. April, are you ready? Are you ready?
5: Give a round of applause, guys. Come
6: on! Well, I heard the was a secret call
7: Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah.
6: Well, baby, I've been here before, I've seen this room
7: Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah.
6: Well, I know there's a God above. But all I've ever learned from love was how to shoot somebody who outdrew you. And I seen you flag on the marble couch. And love is not some victory march. It's a cold and it's a bruise. Hallelujah,
7: hallelujah. (laughs)
2: Okay. All right, so I got a new poem for you folks, all right? I listened for an old Neil Diamond tune on the radio. It's a remnant from a distant childhood someone told me about once. I think it was maybe think that maybe it was the birthday that unearthed this little girl face staring up at me from the pages of a story someone told me once because it's not my blood falling quickly, quietly splashing the blanket the black ink of a poem. I'm not writing to tell you anything about the doll I loved when I was a child. She was in an attic among the dust and cobwebs, among the shiny porcelain dolls I had my choice of on my eighth birthday. Dressed in rags dirty from forgotten years, hidden in the corner of a muddy, musty wood room, but she shone like the sun off of a sand dune on the first truly warm day in June, and I think that maybe she chose me. I named her messy hair and cradled her all the way through the laughter of the relatives who couldn't see the beauty of this ragtag team, and I think it was maybe think that maybe it was the birthday that made her pull my baby pictures out of an old box that hasn't been opened in ten years, four states, seven cities, and she asks about rings and children as as her mother hands me some extra food just in case you didn't notice, I'm not the one you should be talking to about these things. But at least the conversation doesn't revolve around my homecoming anymore because I'm 25 now. I'm a big girl now. I'm measuring my life by things I haven't accomplished. I was supposed to be somewhere else by now, and I think that it's the birthday talking because I was telling you about a Neil Diamond song from the first movie I ever saw, and I ran around for weeks chanting, E.T. phone home, E.T. phone home, and turn on your heart light so I can see that you're still there. I think maybe I'm getting carried away now, but it's not my fault. I really did. fall on my head once, smack down, face first on the cement, trying to learn to jump rope. Just don't look down, she said. Just don't look and see flames shooting out of the back of my truck. Just don't look and see that E.T. died in the clenched jaw of Hannibal Lecter and Steven Spielberg is suing for the copyrights. He thinks my soul is for sale because I just realized the same company that makes my cigarettes made the macaroni and cheese I grew up on. Just don't look and see the scars from stepping on a wasp nest or trying to jump the moon. At eight, I learned that Santa Claus wasn't real and the moon drifted farther away. I'll just scramble up my redwood for a better view because tonight the moon is full and hanging low and it looks like it's burning to touch the treetops. I used to love to climb. and I think that maybe it was the birthday that made me remember. The birthday that made me want to try again. Because this isn't a sad childhood I'm telling you about. These aren't my memories. It's just a story someone told me once.
4: Okay, it, it says, love and sex can go together, and sex and unlove can go together, and love and unsex can go together, but personal love and personal sex is bad.
3: Yeah!
8: Alright, how's everyone doing tonight? Good. Okay you guys want to hear something new or something old? Yeah. Oh shit <laughs> this one's so new it doesn't even have a damn title so uh but it's under the theme of love and love sucks and whatever <clears throat> anyway like an old Negro spiritual, I called unto you, but you did not respond so now I feel like an unsweetened un- Hold on just a minute. Like an old Negro spiritual I called upon to you, but you did not respond. So now I feel that I am an unsweetened chariot with no one to carry me home. I must It must be high tide now. I must be the hermit crab with no shell to dwell. As I stroll across the white crystallized sand beaches, I see the sign that is black with yellow slice like you cut into me. You made me glow radiantly with your smile that grind across your face.
9: I am, I'm doing old love poems tonight,
3: old love poems.
9: (sighs) Oh husband, all my words, theories, pictures, observations, analyses, turn dry and fall like dust against my skin, wanting to be washed. All my strength, power, fire, which seeps and attracts seers like a piper, all my all these energies building and destroying. All of this, all I am, is such nothing altogether when I let myself follow this fantasy, leading to a place where you are with me. I've reached and crossed a crest a hundred times. Enough to look and notice a now and reflect on a past. And my chest heaves heavy with pride looking at myself, the survivor the builder, the watcher. I am more. I am more. More than I ever knew I wasn't. I am gold. I am light. I am the self I recognize fondly inside. I am quiet more often. My lips tight. Still my eyes speak and so many hear and pick up my fingerprints long after I've been or remember being where they found me. I am woman fire leaping dazzling eyes, spring feet dancers, smiling at illusions. I am boom, craze, gotcha gone, back whirling, no one knows. Only startled interest catching without noticing, and me psh, gone before they ever get, gone before they ever let me get a chance to notice. See, that's why I wrote a cheat sheet. Smoke, scream, spin grip my teeth and bite my lip through bleeding smiles husband life is happening and me I'm just a newborn babe not even noticing my soul when I think of your eyes on me I am pale new skin crafted to absorb quiet still moveless in a bubble not even knowing how to be born afraid to open Looking at our life like a child discovery, afraid to wake up from the dream. Shame for the wanting, needing, hoping, wishing I could act on my own word thoughts. They are nothing with you. I am weak and adolescent passing notes, ripping the cosmos apart in my mind, damning the spirits of time, knowing the lesson of patience is dangling this bobble before me. I smoke and burn and hate and shake my fist at God and at myself for uncovering everything I have so far. So much that I can no longer be foolish, selfish, spontaneous. I can only let you, let. No go, no do, no act, no nothing. Even the wishing seems to break the rules I've made. I keep my eyes low and hold only the vision one with no background. You, lifting my chin, I smile. Now is the time, whisper. And our one kiss, uniting all these thousands of worlds we've made into just this us.
0: stuff from memory anymore.
10: it's a blue blue world with a big blue sky and a deep blue ocean where all the fishes fly she was a blue eyed lady with dyed red hair and I was there when she was there on World, the blue, blue world, oh, we're the blue, blue world. When we look into the heavens, there's a red world there to see. We could get there in a spaceship. But that wasn't meant to be. Cause it's a blue, blue world. A blue, blue world. Over the blue, blue world. to see When she was there Over the blue, blue world A blue, blue world A blue, blue world Over the blue, blue world Keeping with the uh, theme tonight, I've chosen songs about that sort of thing. <laughs> I had a dream about a naked lady. She was floating on a floaty, floating in a pool. Her crotch and her tits. They were covered up with fruit, a regular cornucopia. I was waiting by the pool reading Rolling
3: Stone, and
10: there was the lady in an egg for Rahum. True story. <laughs> One more. Cigarette <laughs> <laughs> in my hand. You're so warm and wet. Senorita del Mar I taste your salty sweat I want to tell you How beautiful you
3: are
10: How beautiful You are, señorita del mar. Señorita del mar, powerful and deep. Señorita del. to tell you how beautiful you
3: are
10: how beautiful you are senorita del mar Beautiful you are, How beautiful you are, Senorita del Mar. nothing. my hands. I
8: can stop me now. I can stop me now.
10: Nothing. No 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 Nothing
11: En niemand weet waarom de kille wind nog waaien zou Maar ik weet dat ik van je hou Hou me vast Leg mijn hoofd lief op je schouder Hou me vast streel me zachtjes door mijn haar Hou me vast Soms wordt het allemaal eventjes te veel En bij jou zijn is dan alles wat ik wil. Niemand weet waarom de sterren vallen. Niemand weet waarom een bloem verwijlt. En niemand weet waarom er mensen slapen in de kou. Maar ik weet dat ik van je hou. Hou me vast. Leg mijn hoofd lief op je schouder. Hou me vast, streel me zachtjes door mijn haar. Hou me vast, soms wordt het allemaal eventjes te veel. En bij jou zijn is aan alles wat ik wil. Vraag me niets, zeg me niets. stre. Tr- tr- <tusrit> Breng je armen om me heen. Praat niet met me, hou me stevig vast. Woorden schieten toch te kort als ik mijn hart bij jou uitstort. Praat niet met me, hou me stevig vast. Hou me vast. Leg mijn hoofd diep op je schouder. Hou me vast, streel me zachtjes door mijn haar. Hou me vast, soms wordt het allemaal eventjes te veel. En bij jou zijn is dan alles wat ik wil.
3: Did you guys look at that! I said
5: I was going to use this thing a little bit for uh, Tracy's benefit, so, yes,
3: yep.
5: well, first of all, uh, I'd like to welcome everybody in the audience from New Zealand. Uh, happy Waitangi Day for all you Kiwis out there. It's. Uh, I uh, understand that uh, Chris has been telling a lot of lies about me uh, in my absence. Uh, (laughs) Just stuff about me like, you know, being up for the Nobel Prize and stuff like that. But anyway, um, you know, Emperor of the Universe, I'm not in the running for that either, you know. But um, (laughs) on the other hand, um, I think my bowels are psychic. My bladder has only the slightest inkling that paranormal experiences happen to internal organs, always had the excuse of alcohol or stress to explain it away and convince itself that nothing really happened. But my bowels, my bowels are psychic. The only real question left is, are they passively or actively psychic? Do they detect disturbances in my daily life just before they happen and drive me to the toilet in a forlorn hope of avoiding them? Or is it like... Sympathetic magic. Do they only move when the shit of life is already on the way? Whatever the mechanism. Damn, they are sensitive. Enough to pick up special deliveries on the way or important phone calls just about to be made on the other end of the continent. But of course, I ignore them. Maybe if they could speak inside my mind with a totally fake late-night TV third-world accent. Listen to me, boy. I'm all knotted up, so that means you don't want to go work for this man. He'd make you miserable. Take out a job, hon. Maybe I'd listen to my bowels if they came from high in the Carpathians and did card tricks before warning me. I see shit in your life. Endless shit if you move to Fresno, California. Or maybe if my bowels communicated like some Zen mystic, how many kinds of sorrow are there? Do not have sex with this person. Then maybe I'd pay attention and accept just how psychic my bowels are. If they could speak, English, that is, they might be the first agency in history to confirm the existence of extraterrestrials. My bowels might be the first to communicate with whales and dolphins. Sometimes I think maybe if they stuffed clay tablets full of undeciphered ancient writing up my ass, then my bowels could make clear the wisdom of long-dead civilizations. Of course, maybe they're actively psychic. Maybe my bowels cause the effects. Maybe the reason my ass rarely even hits the seat before somebody asks me Are you done in there yet? Is because my bowels are secretly forcing people to ask these questions because they just like all the attention. Maybe they're pulling the strings, forcing people to come to my door unannounced the moment my pants go down. Maybe normal bowel control isn't enough, and with enough meditation, biofeedback, and secret Tibetan Buddhist bowel exercises, I'd acquire the super-fine bowel control necessary to influence world events, change history, open the gates to alternate dimensions. My bowels might bring peace to Jerusalem and Belfast so that we won't have to nuke them both. Picture every last coked out sky on of every old political gangster family in this country moving to my rhythms. All the Bushes, all the Kennedys under the sway of my bowels. At least then, politics wouldn't be the same old shit. We'd get some new shit in there. Now if you'll excuse me, the spirits are calling. Um, I've got uh, kind of a mix of some old and new stuff here, and uh, I thought I'd start off with this one. A a lot of this is uh, what happens when you get to be middle-aged, where you start looking back on your life and glorifying it. Uh, This is called Not the Place. This is not the field where I made love halfway to sex in my 19th year. This is not the short wooded slope, the six meter embankment for the quiet winding road, the cold ground and dry leaves that I remembered. This could not be the magic wood where I found the giant night crawler, the huge one, really, and then found an old beer can to transport it in because being late to first grade was not as important to me as sharing this monster earthworm with the world. This place is only a strip of trees now, no forest boundary fence of gloom and unknown shadow, or of adolescent magic, the hangout for young men still concerned with who had the coolest bicycle or whether or not they'd ever get to see a young woman naked. It is not dark or cozy enough here to learn the ageless art of bullshit and storytelling that would serve us so well on our separate paths. Musician, yuppie, craftsman, programmer, drug dealer and preacher clouds sweep in lazily and look in this light like one of those landscapes you can buy two for fifteen dollars one day only this is not the night when they hung densely seethed mightily off the lake and if you saw shapes in those clouds you had better speak up point them out now and not blink or you'd miss them And they came in armies, sacking the constellations, lit from beneath in blue and gray as though the great hunt had brought the moon to ground, bleeding out his pale light to stain them. But the magic was of humanity's cleverness, tide pools of excited mercury. This is not the place where we spread out a blanket in the shadows. There are no shadows large enough here. This could not be where the blue-green light was reflected above our silence, off of an endless parade of ghosts and visions that shifted as our hands did, roiling and vanishing beneath our clothes. Above us, the wind moved like an expressway, beneath which it was still and warm with sweat and wet fingers and the heat of kisses spurred by frustration. This cannot be the place, this too well-lit field, where the dry leaves look like old newspaper. The tree is like jaundiced death. My skin like recycled plastic. This safe and illuminated field is as cozy and magical as a factory parking lot. This is the light of the bean counters and the timid, a shade of yellow so repugnant as to betray our invasion by aliens from a distant star, for nothing born of Earth could crave those wavelengths. The grass here used to sparkle with a barrel's radiance, but it is gone, replaced by astrochurf the color of cardboard and ash. Oasir, grant me the serenity to accept those things I cannot change, and a slingshot. And a steady aim. I feel like I'm going to fall off the edge there. <laughs> uh, this is another one of those uh, old girlfriend poems. <laughs> Uh, this is called Patricia Ann. I told her that her eyes were crystal pools wherein the heavens were locked. I was young enough to mean every word. In evening the wind cooled the day's heat, drove softly popping poplar's leaves with cut grass scent so sweet. The scent of night upon her scent descending, the cool caressing two young bodies lying close as only the young can before the growing of armor and scar tissue. The poplar was cut down. I have moved to where soft popping means distant firearms. At night, I drive alone to feel the breeze afraid to go home to an empty bed and still air. No popping rustle. The poplar never grew. Thank you. I call this one "Make Hay." Damn it! The older I get. The less comfort I glean from those people who've been technically dead and then revived who describe moving towards a brilliant light. Perhaps this is how eternal torment begins. I draw away from the light. In darkness there's peace, while our culture runs towards the light, the solar deity, and our programming whispers, the light is good, is male, is action, is progress. The dark is bad, female, dangerous, and primitive every white bigot and every sexist of any race that I've ever met pin their shit up with that litany. My only recitation will be silence as I run into darkness, weightless, giddy, and nauseated into the vast shadowed spring that gives birth to myth. Let me embrace the void where magic still lingers and drive out the deathly certainty of the light. Light the shining killer, the joyless, the regimented. Light up the workday so the indentured can work longer hours than any ancient field slave. Light the foe of rest. Run, children, run into the light. Excuse me, from the light. I am the light and the life, saith the Lord. But who was the angel of light? run children from the light where your faults will be exposed and detailed from the light of control where the enlightened will be above you their words the speech of masters to servants their bright laws laid in gold and silver gleaming from the light of the midday sermon but since i'm such a saint i'll share it with you free of charge if you want people to like you you have to do likable things Uh, this one, um, another old girlfriend poem. The sound of the singer's voice, feeling like the first time it was love, really. Just enough distance to be sure it was genuine. Music like the grand sweep of land, gray clouds, sky blue, clear beauty focused on her, brown hair, eyes turned to you, hard vacuum clarity, paints the vision sanguine. No dull pain of body memory, but after many years, is this the only way you feel it anymore? Is love a grave marker, inscription? Does time lessen pain, level the score, or does it merely give love encryption? Still, slowly, quietly, tearing, seeping forth a few last tears. Perhaps the memory is strong enough to stave off that horrible echoing mirth If I can't see it, it must not be there. Fled before the wind to the edge of the earth. If I can't hear the soft, chiming whisper, the soil has long since drunk the rains that washed us. And uh, now I'd uh, like to call up my mate my lovely lady, to assist me in uh, uh, something that I did uh, last time I featured here. But uh, it's involved a a whole new uh, set of flashcards. So if anybody in the audience is like green or red colorblind, I'm really sorry. But, you know, it's the only colors of uh, poster board that were left. Uh, Just a sec. It's kind of autobiographical from times I'd rather forget. Chameleon, brightly colored, unseen, waiting. Iguana, patient eyes, slowly sway. Serpent, coiled menace, violence, sating. Animal, red vein, vein display. Chameleon, standing by the mantle, bloated tongue, violent, sticky, glassy eyes, targeting iguana listening as she recites chapter and verse religion drugs behaviorism and fears serpent eyes staring anxious to open the heart and soul long legs wet vulva kindness on a forked tongue annual pulling up to full height gut in best smile trying to bridge a canyon of years Chameleon, quiet, ready, empty. Iguana, bored, tired, afraid. Serpent, rash, sick, angry. Animal, foolish, macho, brave. So um, I imagine some of you are wondering, how do I really feel about um, gender politics? Here's pretty much uh, most recent thoughts on the matter. I'm calling this more than anger. There is more than anger behind my eyes, even when you piss me off, my brother. For all men are my brothers, so it's said, but I don't have to acknowledge them in public. Every hard-fought step on my journey from full-grown boy to half-formed man and every back step along that path, you dogged me, my brother. Tell me again, lay your bullshit on me, louder this time like it might make it true. Don't say, this one particular woman, say women, all women, generalize to me, brother. Stop up your ears and open your big mouth. Spew the words that put me instantly beyond exhaustion. One more smug assumption that I'm part of your asshole brotherhood of real men. Not to say I never feel anger, all things in balance. It wells up when you want to sound like Dan Quayle or Rush fucking Limbaugh and tell me that I'm just being PC. And don't listen when I tell you yes if that stands for personally correct. And when you shout me down, a decades-long demon wants to hand me a machete so I can make you PC if that means partially cleaved. Yes, I've been bent with adrenal anger, but I still can't get with your sexist program. Been there, done, done it. It made me weak and made me sick. There's no one standing over you with a stick. You are choosing to be this way and don't lie to yourself because you can't lie to me. I've been you and I know that to you my mother is a bitch and my sister and my mate and all my friends that make up the oppressed 51%. You don't want to remember that they are people. I see you pretending. You believe in equal rights for bitches and stuff. You're trying to slap down your imagined competition. You are so much more feminist than that ignorant motherfucker next to you and wondering how many times you have to repeat it to get a blowjob. You've got that trick down of insulting women and then asking, can't you take a joke? You're ready to suppress your personal shit for the woman you hope to fuck and not willing to withhold one smidgen of your asshole sermon if you know there's no hope in hell of that happening. You've got it. You know how to talk that enlightened male shit. You've got it, oh, my brother. The fuck you do. See, I've been a part of you. Look behind my eyes to where I dug deep through the anger to the honest sorrow the first time a young woman told me it was over. Behind my eyes is pure joy, like when I watch the young women dance with each other and I don't have a single expectation of them. Pure joy, like the pure fear that you hide from The fear that you aren't man enough and that money, clothes, or status aren't enough to make you a man. I've hidden fear under my boasting pride. I've lied to myself too, made a thousand excuses, lined up like soldiers. What are they defending, oh my brother? I'm your ancestor, cutting his own flesh to mourn a lost infant. I'm your forgotten relation who laughs out loud as tears stream down his cheeks, who hugs life's ironies like children. I am the wannabe shaman with one stupid message straight from forgotten gods. This is not about not getting laid. It's about not being miserable while you're not getting laid. I've been you, my brother, but I won't be again. Look behind my eyes. You may find more than anger.
2: It was the point after amazing, before the first drag and suspended sentences lingered like smoke rings intertwined with a breathless, oh my God. In brilliant disarray, we wandered timelessly, creating images of the shadows where there was only darkness. Contemplative, we sat silent, basked in honesty, laid back exhausted but floating, the tiny moments of the day shared like the last cigarette treasured. But it really wasn't like that, was it? It was after mediocre, after too many cigarettes, a long sweaty night at the bar and the bass still throbbing, my brain dulled numb by crystal reflections, my concentration shattered like my fantasy of romantic bliss. I was looking for angels and found a dim reminder, a scrapbook of wishes held sacred. It was a question asked in one naked moment that never crossed searching lips. It was the tip of the corkscrew in a dusty bottle of wine when we toasted to nothing and drank our fill of cheap Merlot. It was another night and another show, and in the twist of a dancing girl, the quietness of introspection fell on shoulders of misunderstanding. Your voice echoed louder in my ears than the mamba of the music, and it ended with a circle of strangers staring at the falling apart, a little piece of imagination stolen by angry pretenses so it was after disillusionment dissolved and i was left with only cigarettes in the sanctity of a home surrounded by a chorus of downtown a sigh escaped engulfed by the weight of my obligation to holding it together finally released the solitary comfort of a midnight breath dissipating the fears of a potential cat lady when i know tomorrow my kitty elvis will be upside down in the sunshine i can wait for simple passion knowing that it will finally feel like home. What'd you guys think?
11: Woo! Okay. Slippery smile chases my skin. You opened your mouth, now walk in. A hand rot tired and a voice so thin I don't even have to begin. My feet are twisted, I'm not getting very far. My thoughts have enlisted everything I know you are. The tide turned me over, and God, I'm swimming so slow. I'm in over my head, you know, it's so hard to let go. A friend said a word today, and it's ringing in my ears, conjugating, escalating the harshest of my fears, becoming turmoil in my water, treading sand in my beer. Sitting a while, wishing a smile, I let go of another year, bearing down on a face I love, shouting louder than the thud. My pulse makes when I think your name. The common sense has been sent away. So much I can't see today. I smell woods and you, and then my head splits. I'm gonna
1: go ahead and do it. and um, It's basically a poem I wrote last October. And um, I wrote it as a 20-year-old girl that um, had never been kissed by anybody before. And I, I guess, I was just searching for this ideal love, someone that I could be with forever, and um, I love this boy and he loved me, but he had to move away, and I don't see him anymore and um I just thought that this was uh, really a pure childlike way that that I saw it it was it's it, it basically is exactly how I felt so it's called Just just Want to Be in Love. Just wanted to be friends, each eat lunch together, make you a mixtape of the Smiths and Nick Drake and maybe some bands you've never heard of. Wanted to sit in the passenger seat of that silver car of yours, laugh at your weird jokes and smile because I'm with you. I thought we could ride bikes down the street, the wind would blow leaves into my hair and then you could pull them out one by one, careful not to hurt me. Or maybe we could go on Saturday to that Halloween party. You would make a good vampire and I could be your lady. We should go to that one movie you said you thought I'd like and if you hold my hand in the dark, it will make me feel like a girl, which is in some way very unfamiliar and sort of scary for me. Just that thought alone makes me very sad because I had never really known how lonely I had always been until you were beside me.
2: Scary, man. (laughs) I'm so excited. I forgot I had this poem. Um, This is uh, a poem I never slam with. Um, It's a poem to a, a boyfriend's ex girlfriend. It's called L with Apologies.
3: you see, I'm practicing
2: my growl for his ideal girlfriend. She's petty, conniving, and egotistical, and not the good kind of self-esteem. No, she is more the I am the queen bitch. You must lick the shit off my boots and like it before I'll give you a table scrap of sympathy. She has love for you, but only after you walk down a staircase of broken tequila bottles, cross over a flaming pit of sarcastic horror venom, and prostrate yourself in freshly poured concrete. And as she watches your legs become encased in her back porch, she will spit on your wounds and command you to beg for forgiveness. This can't hold a job, can't say a nice word, find a little optimism in her otherwise bottomless pit of exhaustive dramatizations and self-pitying believes that she has the right to bitch but won't change a goddamn thing. She sabotages his rusted red renegade car to prove to how much of a woman she is, shoves her titties in any man's face to prove what a seductress she is, thinks it's her fault or my fault that she's fat and I'm skinny, informs him that he must choose between their music and our friendship. Holy chicken shit, fat girl, that bitch is badass. I want to be just like her, loud, obnoxious, spiteful, demanding, and pathetic. I want to treat everyone like they were the cigarette but I needed to extinguish. I want prescriptions of Paxil to explode every time I speak. And I want you to all worship me for the goddess that I am. So, you know what I have to say now? I ate your cheese and I liked it. I slept on his couch and tripped through a fantastic fairy tale land where I was blinded by the mirrored light of a sea of faces speaking truth. And now that we have both said our peace, this battle is over.
11: I hated her so much, it, it, the, it, flames, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breathless, heaving breaths.